You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Ready, Freddy? Yep. Guess I'm Freddy. I'm Freddy today. Who is Fred? <laughs> there is someone that is channeled that's named Fred. Really? Yes. Oh, no, it's Frank. <laughs> Frank? Frank. There's Wait. someone who channels someone named Frank. Are you sure? Positive. On, on tuning in, channelers in America? I don't believe he was in tuning in, but oh. he is on something. Okay. <laughs> Frank is someone. <laughs> so is Fred, apparently. The channelers are interesting, the ones that we tune into, because they sometimes, like, consolidate all of their energy into a title. Like what uh, Wendy Kennedy and the Palladians say. You know, she, like, calls them the P's. Yeah. Even though... Or she called them Mrs. P, remember, at the beginning? Just to not confuse the fact that it's kind of, like, one frequency and one energy. Yeah. But um, I wonder what it is. I wonder if it is... By the way, hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Hello. It's my birthday week. Yay. Just saying. Um, it's been... And, an, and the anniversary of Raw Talk with Sheena. And the one-year anniversary of this podcast. And, yep, that's it. But um, back to the channeling, because that was, there was something... Oh, there was something that was coming to mind. I wonder if... People are tuning into one frequency or one dimension. Like if there is some like synchronicity relating to what people channel or if it really is just like one being at a time. I wonder, I wonder like, I'm sure it's different for everyone. I think it's different for everyone because I was ironically watching a Winnie Kennedy uh, interview last uh-huh. night uh-huh. and she was saying that That's it's not hard. ironic Am you do that every night <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Are you kidding? surprisingly I don't do that every night but I would if I could <laughs> there's a difference <laughs> so after listening to that she said that it is hard for the human mind to conceptualize the fact that she's channeling 2500 beings of light at the same time so that's why they're they're all um intertwining their energies and frequencies mm-hmm. and I have to say this and, and that and you know it's she said it's basically 2500 minds coming at you channeling one idea know, I- idea I guess it might not even be one idea it's just you know a multi an energy yeah but it's hard for humans being so linear and so third dimensional that we have to like break things up and we're like it's probably just one it's like no we're so dense (laughs) yeah to me it would be similar to us leading a meditation or a visualization Mm -hmm. and instructing people to be in in a state of joy and but imagining it in like a location or around an animal or something yeah because like when you do that you could use an infinite number of words to describe that experience. Right. But it's still just kind of one experience. It's one frequency. It's one energy. Mm -hmm. But there are many different ways to kind of describe it. Yeah. And so I guess that's what good channelers 
can do is they can kind of just very clearly describe the energy that's coming through as information about something. And, and the really, really good ones will know if it's of a high level information source for the people who it's reaching. Yeah. You always want to make sure that if you are channeling something that it is the highest being that you're able to resonate with at that moment. Yeah. And not a lower frequency that's coming in that is using, you know, an ego to um, get to a certain point, like a means to an end or like using you in a way. Or maybe it's not like an ego, but yeah. Like, because ego is an offensive word sometimes because, but some people kind of like feel triggered by the word ego. And we've talked about people who are tuning into people who have just died. Yeah. That they kind of sometimes have that egocentric sort of or motivated Mm -hmm. sort of message by something and that it's not necessarily bad, Mm -hmm. but it's different. Yeah. Then tuning into your highest self or tuning into like Jesus or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can tune into the departed or the angelic realm or the galactic realm or, you know, but you want to make sure it's of the highest frequency that you're able to resonate with. Yeah. That would be my suggestion. (laughs) Is that what you do? <laughs> you just really want me to channel, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would say if I am trying to consciously channel, yes. But if I am not consciously channeling, I, um, I just always feel like innately safe. And like if I'm resonating at the highest frequency that I can, then only the highest being could come through anyway. You know, if I'm not. Well, here's the difference. And you and I have been talking about this like over the course of the week pretty consistently. It's so weird. It's like all of a sudden I'm, I'm like, I have the truth <laughs> <laughs> about like one thing. And yeah. it's so it's so true to me in that time that I'm like, I need to know nothing else. Okay. But I mean, then, you know, different truths come forward, obviously. And right. we talk about other things other than just that one topic. Yeah. And, it, and it's explained in different ways. But what we've been talking about this week is the fact that you may be getting information that's of a really high frequency, but it's not always going to be without an agenda. And it's not always going to be the best information for you yeah I well I feel like the highest beings of you know love and light and joy provide a perspective for us and I don't think they would even claim that their perspective is the best um or you know you absolutely have to do this but even if it's like God telling you to do something you have to feel it within yourself I would think like if, if something is telling you to, or guiding you to do something for like the highest good of everyone involved, sometimes if it's going to like deplete you, or if you're, if you're still human and you're having a human experience, if you're doing something to help the highest good, but you're depleting yourself in the process, I don't think that is necessarily good to do, you know? Right. So 
you have to have discernment about what feels good, regardless of what source it's coming from Mm -hmm. and what would serve you as well. And in the information that I've been tuning into and, and things like that over the course of, I would say like the past three or four months has been, what does it mean for, for me to do something that makes me feel excited and joyful? Mm -hmm. And, that's a very different feeling than like what is best, what is most optimal, like yeah. what is most effective and most, um, you know, what's going to get me that outcome yeah. faster, mm-hmm. which like, again, like you're tuning in, but you may be tuning into something or someone who like is only going to see a route, but maybe not line up to how it feels for like Sheena or Amberly, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, and we were talking to someone else about this the other day too. It's almost like the only way to gauge your discernment. It's almost like the only tools that we've been given as a human are our emotions. Yeah. And so if in some way we can like mesh the way that we feel Mm -hmm. with what we do, Mm -hmm. I think that that becomes like the highest sorts of source of guidance that is aligned with this individual soul's journey. Instead of, you know, we, I gave you the example the other day of like, you know, if you were tuning into Jesus and it was Jesus's role up there to end world hunger in Africa. Right. And so every time you tuned into that guidance, it was kind of directing you towards, you know, um, going to Africa on vacation time and building a hut and figuring out, you know, like policies and Mm -hmm. lobbying and things like that. And you begin participating in that because you're continuously tuning into that there's two Dobermans Am <laughs> look that's sweet, sweet babies <laughs> we're on the lakefront in Mandeville yeah just at Blint. yeah just talking about Africa and Dobermans yeah so so back to the thought though <laughs> you know it's not saying that 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 guidance is wrong or coming from a lower frequency yeah but maybe you know with this experience with immense autonomy and with immense joy maybe it wouldn't be a joyful experience for you to be doing that Mm -hmm. you might still accomplish it you might still you know if you have your if you've kind of tuned in to see like what do you want in terms of certain things you may still receive it from that route but will it be the most joyful experience for you maybe maybe not yeah for me that's a no Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do that in this lifetime I don't know that like my soul is most effective in that route I Mm -hmm. think that most souls are most effective when they are experiencing joy most often yeah it is uh technically calibrated as being a higher frequency than love isn't that crazy no i don't think it is okay well you also don't think i'm crazy so (laughs) no i don't crazy is relative (laughs) yeah no of course i don't think you're. isn't that fascinating that's a better word because most for the majority of people in the world would probably say they're like love is the ultimate the ultimate and it is to a certain degree, but joy is, is where it's at. Yeah, I think for you to experience joy, you have to completely love yourself. You have to be in a state of love for yourself for you to experience joy. 
Hmm. It's very interesting. So it's almost like joy includes love as an aspect, but it's kind of like the next level. Like you don't experience joy unless you're so connected to who you are and what you want in the present moment continuously. I think joy is forgetting about all of the filters you've placed upon yourself as being a certain, a certain somebody like you don't, it's getting back to that alignment with yourself. Like, you can have all these thoughts about yourself or like, you know, self-hatred thoughts and yada yada. But if you are in a state of joy, like doing something you absolutely love to do, like painting or rollerblading or... But it has to, But in that moment, doing something what you... Right. Uh, like in that do, moment. Yeah. Because yeah. the next moment you might hate rollerblading. <laughs> right. <laughs> you might fall down and be like, screw it. <laughs> I'm terrible at this. And then you lose all the joy. So... Yeah, love and joy, I think, intertwine a lot of the time. You're right. No, but what I'm saying is that you have to love yourself to experience that individual state of joy. You have to love yourself to experience joy because it takes, you know, and I'm using love as a descriptive word, which like there may be many other words to describe this, but basically you don't have the information unless you love, unless you're coming from a state of love of yourself or like a state of a total and immense appreciation for who you are and this individual experience that you're continuously tuning in and saying like, what does this individual's physical body, mental body, emotional body, energetic body, spiritual body want in this moment. And without doing that, you can't experience joy. What if you are depressed and then you're like, I hate everything and everyone. Uh And then one of your friends was like, I'm going to take you out. We're going to have fun, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to effing hate this. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you start experiencing joy. Do you think that was a decision to love yourself? I'm trying to tune into like that's never I I don't think that that's ever happened to me. Okay. <laughs> like that I, I don't think that like if you've been in a state where you're like depleted or run down or you're not in the right mood or mindset and some and somebody takes you out for an experience and you're like this isn't going to be fun. But then it winds up being fun mm-hmm. and you experience a state of joy. You know, for me, like, okay, if I'm tuning into that situation, I would need to take care of, I need to take care care of myself in that if I'm depressed and depleted, I need to take care of myself. So like doing something, I wish that, trust me, I fucking wish I could drink (laughs) alcohol and smoke weed and was was I saying any of that no 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 I'm just saying like I wish that it could be more of like just a I was thinking about like going to the movies just like I wish it could be a tune out. If, if that friend was in alignment with me and knew, like, if I'm depleted, like, a movie would be great. But, like, going out, you know, on the town. I wasn't for, like, a drink. saying that. Well, that's, yeah, that's because that's you are saying. who you are. That's I was be- thinking of going, like, on a water slide or, like, <laughs> playing Twister yeah. or. <laughs> well, but that's because you are who you are. Because I'm rated PG. <laughs> exactly. And you're rated R. No. Yeah, no. you're the R-rated no. friend in this friendship. It's not what I'm saying. Let me let okay. me try to say it differently. Um, I think that it would be hard for someone else to give you the formula for joy. Especially when okay. you're in a depleted state. 
<laughs> but I feel like comprendo. <laughs> I feel like somebody can be the catalyst for you to experience joy where you might not be tuned in enough at that moment with yourself to know what you need. I somebody to, can be a catalyst. To I one hundred percent agree. Like you've definitely illuminated things in my life where you, where I've been like, okay, I need to th- like it would be good for me to think about this, or like I didn't recognize that I was running into the ground at mm-hmm. this moment. Like it's been helpful for illumination purposes, absolutely. Um, but you know that I'm also like a very odd individual, right? So mm-hmm. it might. <laughs> this may not be the advice for everyone. I'm, going, I'm saying from yeah. my experience. This is definitely not the advice for everyone. <laughs> but from Sheena Menina's experience, this is truth, everyone. It does. It. I don't. Yeah. From my experience for what works for me, which may not work for you, for the most part, pure and true joy has to come from within. For me. Yeah. I feel like it always comes from within. But something's going to elicit it. Like something's going to be a stimulus in order for that emotion to be elicited in the body. Someone else outside of yourself? No, something. It could be you. Like I feel like experiencing joy is you actually just connecting to yourself and to source energy. And opening all of like your chakra system, if you want to call it that, energy centers. And letting go and releasing. Mm -hmm. I think that's more of a state of joy than doing anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's letting go. Right. I agree. Boom. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) Why was that so difficult? (laughs) It wasn't difficult, was it? No. (laughs) Not really. It was was more of an interesting way of getting there. It mostly came from the conversation that we've been having all week, which is about, like, you know, guidance and feeling sometimes that, like, guidance is pushing you and and yeah you're being sort of like hijacked in a way mm-hmm. you're you're trusting guidance or someone else's advice mm-hmm. for what you should be doing which like a lot of people I guess maybe don't relate it in that way maybe they're thinking like if I'm if I'm tuning in and hearing guidance then Always, that's going to be of a higher perspective than my own. Which, like, in some ways, potentially the information is more broadened. But I think it's almost safer to just say in the moment, like, what would make me most joyful? What would make me the happiest? And really, like, tuning into what that would be. Which may be not what it looks like for anyone else. It may be, like staying home and meditating, laying vertical on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, walking over to a tree, like something very, very simple. Yeah. I, I think there's a fine line between, between knowing what feels good and being like aligned with yourself. Maybe there's no difference in that, but I'm saying what, what I'm trying to say is that some people might feel like, Oh, it would be, it would be so, it would feel so good to just knife that girl over there because mm-hmm. she's fucking annoying. Are you looking you at know? someone? No, there's no one there <laughs> that, that you can see with your visible <laughs> eyes. So, 
Because she's annoying. You know, it would feel really good to just knife her. You know, some people might feel like that is... This conversation has taken a turn. (laughs) Just saying. That's different from being totally grounded and aligned with the, the subtle frequency of what is like a true, authentic feeling of feeling good it's the same thing that was an extreme example obviously but it's the same thing like I have clients ask me well how do I know if you know what I want is ice cream or maybe I'm just depleted you know Mm -hmm. I always say like it you have to really check in with yourself and Mm -hmm. be really in tune with yourself before you actually even know what it is that you want like you might think you know what you want but it might be an impulse decision. Yeah. And it's not actually aligned with you. Yeah. Even though it might feel good in that moment. Yeah. You know, there's like a difference. Well, I'm like thinking back to that situation a couple weeks ago where I wanted to knife someone. Oh, okay. So maybe I was just tuning into you. <laughs> and it was important for like the entire situation for me to honor that like frustration and to say something about it, I think. But it definitely didn't, it didn't feel good oh, I know until what you're talking about. I was yeah. like, I, until I expressed myself authentically. And yeah. I think that that's, that's almost a key in that too, is like, you may be frustrated and want to knife someone, right? but it is probably because you're trying to express something that you're not doing so clearly yeah. and authentically, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like most people who like get really annoyed by someone else or like, frustrated by someone or angry at someone else like they're not expressing how they feel to that person or expressing themselves authentically or taking care of like their boundaries I mm-hmm. guess and their expression is like limited by yeah, what stifled. they feel they're able to do yeah which like stepping into that mm-hmm. and just saying it peacefully but clearly and authentically definitely sort of like neutralizes that mm-hmm. emotion can you make up an example so that people well, might a understand lot the, yeah <laughs> a lot of the time like if somebody <laughs> say somebody asks you to do something they don't they don't know where you're coming from who you are whatever and they're just coming at you neutrally and you're triggered because that's a boundary that's being crossed so you're automatically triggered and you're blaming the other person for doing it so you're like okay this person sucks i want to like knife this person Uh and you know how dare they do that because then that puts me in an awkward position because now I have to say something that I feel uncomfortable saying and expressing because I haven't dealt with whatever I need to deal with first within myself before I go and encounter this other person so when you really get clear on what it is that that person has triggered in you and say oh you know what I am triggered because I am am too scared to authentically express myself because I want everyone to like me. Mm-hmm. Say it's that. Or say, I feel like I'm put in, in an awkward position because I don't feel that way. And now I have to speak up and say that I don't feel that way. And that's uncomfortable for me because that could mean that that person isn't going to like me or I'm not doing what they expect me to do. I'm breaking their expectations. You know, all those things, whatever it is. But you feel uncomfortable with it because you're not used to or comfortable with truly authentically expressing yourself because Mm -hmm. maybe you're not even clear on what you want to express Mm -hmm. at that moment. I think that the, the, um, example of like 
being afraid that people aren't going to like you yeah, and like dropping someone's expectation. I think that that's pretty accurate for most people in many situations. Yeah. That's a, that was an awesome example. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Very good job. Thank you. Am, um, <laughs> in describing that. Yeah. That scenario. <laughs> um, but that, but people actually all, always reach out to us with mm-hmm. situations like that. You yeah. Know, like, my best friend did this. Yeah. And like this person did this. And God, we've talked about too many topics. This one podcast, it's like, really? <laughs> How am I going to make up a title to this? Because it's the it moves, knifing. It moves <laughs> into like, it moves into expectations and like also, but also this is most important. And this is something that I've been wanting to bring up. You know, there are so many people who are so on this train of wanting to change policy because, like, they need to be more protected. You know, men shouldn't be able to say this. Bosses shouldn't be able to say or do this. Like, um, and those are, you know, just the prevalent examples. And what I want to ask our podcast listeners who I feel want to be strong women is like, would you rather people not do what they're inspired to do to save you from being triggered? Or would you rather be in that situation and become so much stronger from it? Yeah. That's a good point. Would you rather have seen adversity and seen triggering situations and seen you know been in the position to see from a higher perspective that that person is suffering and is is coming at the situation from a limited perspective and and that that person is most likely going to feel pain from the situation would you rather see that and be be like separated from the situation in knowing that like if it is triggering you have an opportunity to heal something mm-hmm. rather than spend all of your time and effort in making sure that that person doesn't say what they're inspired in the moment to say right wouldn't you rather be in a world where you don't have to like prevent all of the uncomfortable scenarios well- and the more that you stifle that situation and are like brewing over it, the more you're going to see it. So it's just going to be your reality 24 yes. seven at that point. It's like, Oh, this sucks. You know, like this is the reality of it and it's a horrible world and mm-hmm. you know, it's such a shame and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But it's because you're not dealing with the thing that actually needs to be healed. So that's why it's going to, it's like, whack-a-mole if you push it down 10 more are gonna pop up you know it's like you have to deal with the situation at hand in order for you to actually get over it and move on with your life right so you're right it is better to authentically express and deal with the situation that you're triggered by in a way that is most loving for you in that moment so that you can heal it and move on to the next thing yeah and then your reality is going to be so different at that point you may never see that situation pop up ever again in your life you may never witness it ever and then you're you're going to be like wow this world is so beautiful this is a wonderful world until the next thing that you have to learn right (laughs) (laughs) until the next the next you know like lesson construction site you walk past and they're like hey fine piece of ass (laughs) I mean, really, though, like how many 
situations could you possibly in the natural world shut down right it's just like do you want to fight that battle or do you want to be a strong individual that like can face situations like that I find in myself that those like reacting in a way that is like oh my god I'm so offended like I wish you wouldn't do that I feel so uncomfortable like reacting in that way keeps me exactly what you were saying like basically at the frequency and vibration of that situation yeah so where you're gonna see it all the time or well, experience that, that it all is the time. just like yeah and it's instead of shifting and elevating through that situation and making myself basically a different representation in the world Mm -hmm. it's it's so powerful your perception and your awareness is so powerful and knowing how to utilize those triggers to gain strength and momentum Mm -hmm. in solidifying the way in which you you authentically feel in this world Mm -hmm. that creates more of the momentum of what you want versus being in a place where that person shouldn't have said that because it made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) No, I do know what you mean. I guess it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of that conversation around like victim status or whatever. But I feel like, yeah, it is true that, that although if we're talking about like women versus men, I feel like, yes, the female energy has been suppressed on this planet for thousands of years, but how can we fix that? I think it's not by becoming more manly. And I think a lot of people confuse this because they're still thinking that men represent strength Mm -hmm. and women represent weakness. And so they're like, Oh, well, don't open my door. You know, like I got this, I can, I can play sports. I can do that. Yeah. You can do, you can do everything, but and you should do everything that you want. Right. But you also, there are blatant differences between men and women. And it doesn't mean that one's weaker than the other. It does not mean that. And people think they keep correlating because we've been structured this way through our society. They keep correlating it to, well, women are seen as weak, so I want to be seen more like a man. Like, I want to be treated equally. More aggressively. Yeah, but I'm like, mm-hmm. you cannot be treated... Like, people are are equating being treated equally by being treated as a man. And that's very different from mm-hmm. being treated as an individual, as a strong woman, who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And... and and honoring the differences that we have, it doesn't mean that you're any weaker than a man, but honoring the female strength and knowing that we have strengths that men don't necessarily excel in those strengths mm-hmm. and vice versa. You know, men have wonderful strengths and wonderful abilities that women might in general not have, but there are going to be, there's always going to be a man that has a strength that a woman has or like a woman that has a strength that a man typically has, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all going to be intertwined, but everyone needs to see the strength in both. Right. Because there, just because one, like you're seeing one as being strong doesn't make the other one weak. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and you've given good examples on that. Like, you know, if you're talking about one thing that you need, 
that needs to be accomplished and you talk about it in terms of like a masculine energy and a feminine energy mm-hmm. a masculine energy might look like 10 action items yeah. that result in that taking place mm-hmm. that outcome taking place the female energy response may look like two or three action items mm-hmm. and a lot of rest in between mm-hmm. it might still result in that same outcome right but the ways in which for those situations to be balanced for like the feminine energy to be balanced mm-hmm. that has to be honored right. that that frequency and that energy requires a lot of restoration yeah and And less action well I think also people get very confused because they they mix feminine energy and masculine energy with they're associating it with the gender and gender is completely different from energy so there can be a man but he exudes more feminine energy Mm in the way that he operates, which means he's very empathetic or, you know, he is more typically in touch with his emotions. He knows when to rest. He's ta- he takes care of his body, mm-hmm. you know, all those different things um, that are typically seen as feminine energy where, you know, a woman can be very masculine as well, very action oriented, um, you know, go, 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 never rest, you know, don't take a break. And to be honest, that's what a lot of our society has morphed our feminine energy into yeah it's we barely have any feminine energy left it's like we need that feminine energy there's a strength in that that yes quiet that restoration that peace that's so true it's because you know we we kind of became confused over time we you know women wanted to begin taking over the biz quote-unquote business world Mm -hmm. and so what began happening is women began tuning into the people that were doing the things that they wanted to do mm-hmm. who were men mm-hmm. and those that information that was received through that was very task oriented and very like to-do list oriented and very like optimize every minute yeah, yeah. of your hour <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort of like right. mentality which you know we know in mm-hmm. in our client base has resulted in a lot a shit ton of disconnection and depletion a lot of depletion a lot of confusion and really that feeling of feeling alone in this because no one Mm -hmm. you know there there's maybe not enough conversation about harnessing that strength from within and that strength from restoration it's more so you know something that I guess is embarrassing because our society is very results oriented in the physical world. Well, it's the same thing for men too. Like if a man is sick or like, you know, depleted or whatever, (laughs) you think he feels like it's okay in society to rest? No, he's, I know so many of my guy friends who are sick and they're like, I'm going to go sweat it out in the gym. I'm like, that's the last thing on this earth you should be doing. Butterfly. Oh, Yeah. So I'm like, you need to rest, you know, you need to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. or, you know, they would rather like the path of least resistance for a man. It's like more manly, you know, instead of like, it's hard for men to like take an Epsom salt bath, you know, Mm -hmm. if his knee hurts or like say he tore his ACL and then he's always had problems since then. And he is too proud to like soak it in an Epsom salt bath. You know, I feel like men experience this just as much as women do. 
Definitely. Yeah. Just in a different way. Yeah. And, you know, back to like kind of, and it's not saying that like we're doing anything wrong. I think that, I think that we, we bring up these conversations because we want to give that sense of like okayness in mm-hmm. experiencing what you're experiencing, you know, like, right. and actually like just maybe changing the perspective of what you're experiencing. So like right. you may have operated for five years with a to-do list every single day, you know, like we were talking about last week, like how many macros to eat every, every day, yeah. you know, did I write in my journal today? Did I do my gratitude journal? Did yeah. I do my 10 <laughs> minutes of meditation? Did I, you know, look at a friend or like yeah. call a friend? <laughs> look at a friend. <laughs> did I take my five minute walk? You know, like all this stuff. Yeah. And it may have, it may feel like maybe, you know, you, you're getting the results you want, but I think that like, there's, there's a more magical way mm-hmm. and it, and it comes from being okay with kind of that break. Mm-hmm. And that that space, you know, like our lives are so operational and robotic mm-hmm. in so many ways. How when's the last time like you're a freaking we are living being. If mm-hmm. we look at ourselves being like an animal. Can right. you imagine an animal operating 24 seven for years yeah. just on an operational schedule of what they you know like let's let's harness all the squirrels in the world and get them to like build like construct Keep a your wall. eyes open yeah like squirrels you all have to like wake up every morning and you have to do xyz to build a wall no but like squirrels do amazing things right they bury tons of nuts and then they find them and then you know they probably have a lot to do with like what trees get planted where yeah, in the yeah, world that's true. and things like that and so they're doing these miraculous things but on sort of a natural schedule that works for them where yeah. like if they needed to take an entire winter to rest they're gonna do that yeah and you know how often do we give ourselves like two months like how do we you know how often do we give ourselves sabbaticals and like these things are just things that have terminology associated Mm -hmm. with them what if we need a year where we are like bartending on an island yeah just like brain dead yeah not thinking about anything Mm -hmm. you know what if what if that's what we need what if we you know what if we spend that time just like journaling and it doesn't yeah. even result, it doesn't result in a book or it doesn't, you know, it's like right. all of these You things, have to be efficient with your time. Right. Yeah. I feel that the people who create the most magical things in this world honor that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and they do things like that. And then the one book that they do write is like, changes the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like right. that one restaurant that they do open is all they've ever needed to do in this experience of life because it brings consciousness to so many people yeah you know mm-hmm. but it has to come from you know that place of of real like peace mm-hmm. I almost bring, brought up another subject which like Go it's really it. too much <laughs> no it's not it's too much <laughs> I'm gonna have four different titles and no one's gonna know no. what they're listening to <laughs> okay no I think you should say it go so we were just speaking about how um, maybe the conversation is like really not open for for us to talk about restoration and self care and and mm-hmm. um that not that there needs to be a conversation, but I was just it just brought reminded me that I was reading something the other day that was talking about 
postpartum depression mm-hmm. and how a lot of women experience that like more so than ever. Yeah. And there are a couple of natural reasons why that could be the case. Mm-hmm. The first is that childbirth, the experience of childbirth is such a it's it's an inc- an immensely intense experience. Mhm. Pain and everything. Yeah. So if you actually experience that pain without pharmaceuticals, yeah. It results in a really big boost of serotonin mm-hmm. immediately following it. Like mm-hmm. where like it's a p- the perfect amount for that stability to take place. Mm-hmm. That's one. The second is that we were innately we were positioned in a way that we had community support following a baby so that it wasn't a woman in her apartment alone right with a newborn right. like what the fuck do I do with yeah, this thing yeah, yeah. by herself and mm-hmm. what do I do with myself yeah you know that mm-hmm. woman was supported and surrounded by other family members and other friends of the community where the baby was taken away at certain times and taken care of for her and she was given you know time right. it to, takes a village it takes that's where the phrase comes from I can't even from. imagine that it in any way doesn't right so I guess maybe there is one specific l- listener that needed to hear that like you find the support that you need don't find feel, that village don't feel bad <laughs> about go. getting asking for help and receiving help yeah. there is someone for everyone right. to be that support for you well that's what elephants do what do elephants do Anne? oh my gosh you've never heard this no i feel like i have told you this before but maybe not but elephants do like a group birth like it's only only women allowed <laughs> no boys allowed okay <laughs> no no boy elephants okay <laughs> so when the mom is is about to give birth one of the friends one of her friend elephants will stroke her like her head. with the trunk <laughs> Like, stroke her body, stroke Uh her head, whatever, with their trunk. Another one, I'm not kidding. Another one is, like, pulling the baby out. No way. I'm not kidding. This, like, actually happens. Helps the mom, like, pull the baby out. With what part of its body? The trunk. And as soon as the baby comes out, it's like a group of female elephants surrounding this mother. Mm -hmm. Like, like coddling her, taking care of her. I'm not sure. I'll have to check on that. But they, as soon as she gives birth, the there's a group of elephants that take the baby away, go clean it off and wash it off, mm-hmm. and let the mother rest. And and there are like two elephant female elephants that keep, stay with the mom and like stroke her, uh, pour water on her with their trunks, and like <laughs> yeah, like sit next to her and whatever. Then they bring the baby to her. And then they all just like sit around and help her with this baby for like the first two weeks. It's awesome. That's incredible. I know. That's how we should do it. I immediately want to watch a YouTube video on elephants giving birth. Giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enjoy that. I'm sure there are many other animals that do the same thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But elephants are like so sensitive. They're so much like humans. Um, so I think it is very indicative of especially because it takes a lot to keep an elephant like alive (laughs) you know which it would take a lot to keep a human alive you know it's not just like you have a litter and then you see which ones like figure it out and then those are the ones that live you know it's not like sea turtles are you saying where you like fight for your life to get to the water you know (laughs) you know so the only ones that survive get to the water 
Yeah. Oh my God. Poor little things. I know. So half of them get like eaten along the way. Jesus. Stuff, I think. I know. But that's a star circle of life. So. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one thing I wanted to say before we went on to the birthing thing. Yeah. About the differences between the masculine and feminine energy or men and women mm-hmm. and all that. There is one thing that I feel like needs to be said for, I don't know, somebody listening, but just because you notice differences in people doesn't mean that it's a judgment. So I feel like so often we in the world are trying to make everything equal and everything the same, but what makes people different is what makes them beautiful. So I feel like noticing the differences in people and honoring the differences is not being judgmental of them by no, just by noticing a difference in them. Mm-hmm. It, if you come at them with a loving heart and a loving space and appreciate them and honor them and love them for their differences, that's so different from being judgmental about it, if that makes sense. So like it's being discerning. Yeah. And not necessarily judgmental. Well, I completely agree with what you're saying, but <laughs> like, can you, I'm, I'm not sure where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I don't. It just like funneled what in my brain it, just so now. You, and what did it look like as that okay, example? So it could be, it could be um, anything. I mean, so many times we have been indoctrinated as a society in being threatened by differences. You know, even even down to, I mean, definitely like skin color and race or religion, you know, all that stuff. But even down to, um, it could be like preferences uh, no, in the way that you act, or like and... being in a sp- specific sorority, or like, oh, she was, you know, tri delta, yeah. or so she's definitely this kind of way, or whatever. It doesn't matter, you know. It's like none of that stuff really matters. No, and and everyone is trying to. Well, I don't want to say everyone, but typically society as a whole tends to want to make everything equal and yeah. everything status quo and you know you can't notice differences in people but I feel like differences should be celebrated totally I agree and it, and embraced like, for the example that comes to my mind for this is like seeing someone on the side of the road who's asking for money like mm-hmm. your brain unfortunately has the um, impulse to say that person's homeless, that person's on drugs, that person, you know, is less of a human, that Mm -hmm. person like doesn't have a house. So he has less than I have. And so you're make you begin like making all these assumptions and all these judgments. And like what is really cool is if you could just look at someone and try not to assimilate labels associating with that person just to like look at that person and just see someone yeah which is like I almost had to like go backwards to remember what it was like to do that so because now even if I say like that black guy over there like to me there's no there's no like further communication in my brain about that person it's just like a descriptive factor if I wanted you to look at that person otherwise like it's very easy for me to just see everyone as everyone and like if there's something that needs my attention about that person Mm -hmm. I might see it and it might give me some information Mm -hmm. but for the most part I don't waste my energy Mm -hmm. on like trying to decide what that person means in this world right for me right like Mm -hmm. these everyone's just like being a human yeah this is a really Mm -hmm. cool experience 
mm-hmm. especially coming at the experience with gratitude mm-hmm. for our ability to see so many differences and yeah. to see like so so many interesting and unique things mm-hmm. not everything needs to be like appreciated and like wow look at that beard you know like wow you know like it's <laughs> a really like interesting characteristic that that person grew and no like some things are not interesting <laughs> right but some things but might catch might, your attention yeah that and, might like, be interesting to some having people. gratitude and appreciation with like like i really like that bulldog right I do. Right. There's a bulldog that just passed for those of you who can't see. But yeah, even saying like, oh, that bald guy over there, you know, that's not me making a judgment. Right. It's noticing a difference. Yes. And and is it my fault for saying that if he's going to get offended no. by saying that because he is, maybe he has a whole life of ridicule behind him for maybe he had a male pattern baldness situation that started when he was like 15. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that. I'm just saying something that he's viewing as being a judgment and like, Mm -hmm. how dare you say that? And you know, that's offensive, but you didn't mean anything by it, you know, and you're coming from a loving state. So I feel like it is kind of hard these days to Mm -hmm. navigate that, Mm -hmm. you know, but I feel like the more we embrace everyone's differences, it is going to be a lot easier to live in a more loving world rather than right. trying to make everyone the same. Totally. Yeah, sister. <laughs> and it's a very different conversation than like, you know, two biddies who are just like, yeah, she was a tri-delt and she married yeah. this this person and like this, you know, he's from New, New Orleans and yeah. um, they have their steer, steer sucker little little uniform on are you being judgmental uptown house (laughs) and you know it's different from yeah from like gossiping gossiping right yes like it's not i don't know i think that and i I feel like i will tuning into that topic i feel like most of our listeners are past it where like it just doesn't feel good anymore where you're just like talking and making assumptions about things that like have no relevance right stating facts and like informing someone of someone of something that you you Mm -hmm. feel totally comfortable saying in front of that other person yeah it's sort of a different frequency and and situation well and we're all going to like use information from other people for our life experience yeah and we might share that with a friend, but it's very different than like talking about a situation and making assumptions about it and judgments to someone else. Yeah. And I, what I've noticed is that people who gossip can't stand people like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like I've been recently in a situation where like, yeah, you don't give some, them anything in a response. Right. They're looking for that energy, yeah, that energetic response. And because I'm not giving it to them, they get so frustrated and they're like, well, this is boring, but they're looking for that wow factor. And I'm like, are you that boring of a person <laughs> that you feel like I can't connect with you on an authentic level? You're, You're trying to distract me away else. by showing me this, you know, circus yeah. and by saying, oh, well, you know, he knocked her up and, you know, and his daddy's in politics well, geez, and you know, that's going to be, I know, and that's going to be a situation for his dad in politics and all this stuff. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, well, he's also 30 years old. So Wait, is like, that a problem a because we're in the South? Is yeah. that a problem to you? You know, so it is interesting when you take the energy away from 
somebody looking for that, there is no problem that exists. Right. And there's also no, like, exactly like. It's like they want you to cast a judgment on somebody. And I'm like, I don't care. They can do whatever they want. For me, this goes back to, like, feeling inspired to be with people. Like, if you are forcing yourself to be around someone or to be in, like, a, a group of people... Yes, I feel like from that four situation, situations like gossiping come up because there's mm-hmm. nothing else relevant to do. Right, right. Whereas like if you feel again, like if you've taken care of yourself and like I mean there are so many exciting and and cool things that we learn about ourselves when we like experience life from that passionate and supported arena that like mm-hmm. there's enough to talk about. There's enough yeah. to be discovered on an individual level Mm -hmm. there's interesting things to talk about and if you are tuned into that and you're inspired to hang out with a friend then like most likely that's what you're sharing with them whereas Mm -hmm. if you are not inspired to hang out with someone and that person just calls you and it kind of feels like "Eh, do I want to hang out with this person it's most likely because there's not space in that relationship for you to authentically be you and that's when situations like gossiping comes up yeah. Yep. You nailed it. Good Gossip job. girl. <laughs> XOXO. <laughs> you can be Blake. Blake Lively. I'll be Leighton. She's so short are and you, round. Are you B? I haven't seen Gossip Girl that much. Does wait, she call B? her B? I think. Wait. Yeah, I don't Blake know. Blake Lively is Serena, right? Yes. Oh, she's, and, she's and I'm Blair. So you're B. Yeah. I'm S and you're B. S and B. S and B. <laughs> oh, it's humid. I know. That's what we get for for shedding light on this world. Let's not pass judgment on this <laughs> air, Am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's approximately like ninety five percent humidity. However, yeah. So it makes it fun. Who knows though, right? Yeah, we don't know. We're just trying to make a, a discernment, not a judgment of the air. <laughs> If there's a 95% chance it's already raining. <laughs> God, Why Karen, is she your so favorite stupid. character? Because <laughs> she's awesome. She is awesome. She yeah. actually is incredible. <laughs> yeah, What's don't, don't judge her, Mean Girls. <laughs> don't judge Karen. We watched Mean Girls the other day. Yeah, and it was glorious. We're like the first people in the year 2017 to watch Mean Girls. I'm positive. <laughs> Well, at least it wasn't our first time watching it. It was definitely our first time watching it together. Oh, together, yeah. Yeah. But not in life. In the history, no. Yeah. No, sure wasn't. Yeah. I've seen it a few times. Yep. Anywho, um, so wrapping up today, where there were approximately six major topics discussed. (laughs) I don't know, like, really. That can be quite triggering, too, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, so gird your loins. Gird your loins, everyone. (laughs) These are triggering topics. Think about the people that you send this podcast to before you send it to them. Yes. (laughs) Not everyone can handle this information. Right. Some people still, as part of their human experience, need to judge, and that's okay. Hashtag channeled. Hashtag inspired. Hashtag (laughs) non-judgment. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag blessed. Okay. Um, So we do have... Hashtag uh, protected, hopefully. <laughs> hashtag spirit guide. Hashtag Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> hashtag Pleiadian. Hashtag okay, alien. Okay. Hashtag basic witch. <laughs> okay. 
Um, moving forward, we do have a contest running, which I think by the time you yeah. hear this podcast stays Thursday, you should hear it by tomorrow, which is Friday. Um, Sunday is the last day to enter the Basic Witch Super Course Giveaway Contest, which is taking yeah. place on Instagram. So you can check out Amberly or my Instagram page to find out. But we're giving away a Basic Witch Super Course ticket. Yeah, that's a, a big golden deal. ticket. It's um, valued at $849. Dollars. And so all you'd have to pay for is your trip to NOLA, New Orleans. The Basic Witch Super Course is taking place October 20th through 22nd. And um, it's taking place at Raw Republic in New Orleans. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be intimate. There are going to be opportunities for us to individually work on your situations and um, your mindset. If there's something that you're dealing with that you haven't been able to move past, it's a really good opportunity to bring that to this course because major shifts yes. are going to go down. Not to be confused with shits, <laughs> but that might go down too. <laughs> we don't know how we're going to release. Most definitely, it probably will. <laughs> Most actually, definitely, that's going to take yeah. place. <laughs> and it does. Hashtag release. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that day that we put frankincense and white fur in oh our my gosh. Ice? Yeah, PSA to Oil. everyone. Public service announcement. Do not do what SMB did. <laughs> <laughs> Mixing white fur essential oil with frankincense oil, it will give you the Shiites. We're not sure that you can actually the shiitake mushrooms yeah. safely. These oils, but yeah, we, we don't know. We did it anyway. Yeah, because um, we felt protected enough. Yeah. So, yeah. anywho, if you're interested in the course and you'd like to win a ticket, you can join the Instagram contest. Um, if not, and you want to just pay full full price, you can contact Liz. Sometimes it's beneficial to put that energy forward towards your healing and towards your, your benefit. Self-care. Hashtag self-care. <laughs> so whatever you want to do, whatever's calling for you, Liz has been coordinating everyone for this course. And she can be reached at the space at rawrepublicjuice.com. Do I need to spell it out? No, I, th- I think people by now you know heard. how to spell space. Yeah, and we also have a phone number. Um, I'll just go ahead and put it in the notes from this podcast. I'll put the phone number and the email address. Call me. For your <laughs> convenience. So anyway, got anything else to say for this week of my birth? It's the best week in the entire <laughs> world. <thankful>. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag birthday. <laughs> Hashtag thankful for Sheena Menina Hashtag it's in this party. world. Seriously. <laughs> Because what would we all do without you? I would be, just be talking to no one on on a podcast that doesn't exist. So that's fun. <laughs> so thank you for being born. Let's leave it at you'd just be talking to yourself. <laughs> Quite yeah, a bit. I would have zero friends, approximately. And um, I would probably still... Yeah, I would probably not be doing half the things that I'm doing today that are changing people's lives. Aww. So thank you for for being here today. Thank you for deciding to come here. Although I'm pretty sure my higher self put you up to it and was like, we're going to incarnate together, except for the fact that you're going to go first. Hashtag she's taking responsibility for my birth. Yeah. And then, (laughs) (laughs) yep, that's definitely what I'm doing. And after I pushed you down here, I was like, all right, all right, I guess I'll, I'll come too and and give you a friend, (laughs) but I won't appear in your life until you're in your twenties. So have fun for the first 20 years of your life without me. 
Oh, okay, it's hot, people. Let us go inside. We love okay. you. We hope you have an amazing week. Come to the Basic Witch Super Course. There's only a few more spots available because it's hashtag popular. And um, <laughs> we hope to see you there. Have an awesome week and weekend. Happy birthday, Sheen. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Bye, Bye, everyone.